0: His special silver mug, probably his whole entourage, the kitchen people at least, know this about him, but it's missing. The cup is missing. He knows it's missing because he put it in the sack to do this test, in sack of the youngest of his brother's. So their travel was short lived because the steward caught up with them to retrieve Joseph's cup and arrest the thief who took it, allegedly. And you know what happened. Benjamin was found with a cup in his sack. So all the brothers returned to Joseph's house to face the music, we might say. Verse thirteen. They threw themselves at Joseph's feet and they pleaded no contest. Verse 16. What can we say to my Lord? They replied. What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my Lord's slaves. We ourselves and the one who was found to have the cup. Now, originally, I think the brothers answer to the steward who came to search their belongings was a very compelling argument. Look at verse 7. Why does my Lord say such things? They're answering him. Far be it from your servants to do anything like that, like to steal this cup. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found inside the mouth of our sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? I think that's a great argument. It's well thought out. It's logical. And it's against the accusation that these men had stolen Joseph's silver cup. It just doesn't make sense. They were so confident that such was not the case that they went on to say, verse 9, if any of your servants is found to have it, he will die and the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. They think that they have a, a airtight case. But, when the cup was found in Benjamin's sack, all credibility to their argument flew out the window. They were caught red-handed, so to speak. And they were bereft of any explanation except to plead guilty. Because God had found them out. Verse 16. So true to their word, they said to Joseph, we are now my lord's slaves, we ourselves and the one who was found to have the cup. Verse sixteen. But Joseph would have none of that. He knew that the punishing punishment all of the men for the crimes of just one, that was unjust. And so he said, Only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you, go back to your father in peace. Now at this juncture, and this is important, Judah stepped in and, and volunteered to take Benjamin's place, explaining in detail that Jacob, the father, Jacob's life was so entangled with love for this youngest of his son, verse 30, If my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, sees that the boy isn't there, that is when they return home, he will die. Your servants will bring the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. Verse 33. Now then, please let your servant, Judah is speaking here, let me, let Judas, he's saying let me, take the place of the boy. Now this is an extremely passionate and compelling appeal. Look at verse 34. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come upon my father. So they're arguing very logically very passionately, and instead of deserting Benjamin to this ruse, they said, "We don't know how to cup got in there." But Judah steps forward, and says, "Take me instead of Benjamin." Well, Joseph proceeded to apply even more extreme measures. What is the rationale for this very elaborate ruse orchestrated by Joseph? It's gone on for days. I don't know if you noticed that. Actually, it's gone on for weeks. When he had to... When you add, rather, the travel time to and from Egypt and back again, it started out with Joseph accusing his brothers of being spies... It received fortification when he threw them all in prison for three days. Chapter 42, verse 17. It continued when he released them to go home to fetch the younger brother and thus prove the honesty of their words. All this is taking time. Now it has taken on sinister characteristics in that Benjamin has been labeled as a thief and his brothers as accomplices. All along, Joseph knew full well that he himself had had his steward plant his silver cup in Benjamin's sack. Okay, that being true, what is it that Joseph hopes to accomplish with all of these accusations, the jail time, the promise of death, the imprisonment, the slavery, what's he up to? Well, he is looking for credible evidence that his brothers have become men of integrity, that they have outgrown their petty jealousy of the youngest sibling in the family, that they respect their father, Jacob, and they respect him enough not to deceive him anymore. And, That they are repentant concerning their past evil actions towards him, Joseph. Though they don't know that the one they're talking to is Joseph. In short, have they grown up? Have they matured mentally and spiritually? Or are they the same lying, conniving, jealous and self-serving wheeler-dealers that they were 20 years ago. That's the question. And I believe Joseph wanted to believe the best about his brothers, but I mean, there's a history here that cannot be easily forgotten. Let me know that it is not vengeance Joseph seeks, as will become evident shortly, What Joseph seeks is proof of repentance in his brothers who did a lot of evil towards him and towards their father. Joseph has paid the price for their dishonesty, their jealousy, their lies. And now that 20 years have come and gone, Can he trust them? Has there been a change in heart? Well, thankfully, there has been. And we know to number them, credible changes in Joseph's brothers. Number one, when falsely accused of being spies and later of being thieves, these men did not rail against God, but they read aright God's providence. Look at verse 21. It states, they said to one another, so this is a collective conclusion they come to. They said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of our brother. Now they're referring way back, 20 years. They're referring to Joseph. We are being, <coughs> excuse me, punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come upon us. And then Reuben added, we must give an accounting for his blood. Verse 22. So Reuben thinks that Joseph is dead. Probably all the brothers think he's dead. And when on their journey home... One discovered the silver coins in the sack. We are told their hearts sank and they turned to each other trembling and said what is this that God has done to us? Verse 28. Brethren, it is only the spiritually attuned heart that sees God in the circumstances of life. The world does not see this. The world does not attribute what happens to them in life as the doing of God. But these brothers do. So the sinners that they are, and the wicked things that they have done, notwithstanding, they are believers in God. And are basically saying, God is punishing us for what we have done. Years ago, there was a terrible flash flood that occurred in a small hamlet in Maryland. Six inches of rain came down in one hour. Now, that doesn't sound a lot to us, but that is a tremendous amount of rain. Six inches of rain in an hour? It wiped out the little shops of the town, the markets, It tore up the sidewalks. It left deep holes in the streets. The streets became rivers in a matter of minutes. People lost their lives. Many lost their livelihood when their businesses were literally washed away. No one attributed this to the providence of God. If their shops were spared the ruin of the torrential rain, the shop owners said, oh, we were lucky. When lives were swept away in the muddy waters, it was described as being, boy, that was really unfortunate. When a lifetime of investment and toil became instant rubble, no one said, The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Not one. When shopkeepers were questioned on what they were going to do about their businesses, no one voiced James' warning, Don't say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow, says James. What's your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, then you vanish. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and you brag. All such boasting is evil. James 4, 13 and following. is part of our culture now after decades of revisionism to wipe God out of our culture and out of our thinking. Speaking at a conference in New York's Lincoln, Lincoln Center, Hillary Clinton stated, and let me give it to you, saying that government should throw the power of state coercion behind the effort To redefine traditional religious dogmas. And she was speaking on the issue of abortion. She went on Rights have to exist in practice, not just on paper. Laws have to be backed up with resources and political will. She said. Deeper-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. All that she said was a violation of the First Amendment. She was saying that God must be taken out of any discussion having to do with women's reproductive rights, including abortion. And we know it to be an effrontery to God's own declaration, hey, sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from Him. Psalm 127, verse 3. But the pagan mind doesn't think that. It's particularly important to note that Joseph's brothers attributed the bad things happening to them. Accusations of being spies, the short prison stay in three days, silver payments for grain found in their sacks. They acknowledge all this as the doing of God. Verse 28. I like that. There are those who would gladly attribute the good things in their lives as the blessings of God, but they would never hint that the bad things in their lives are from God as well. They don't go there. By reading these negative circumstances wrongly, by attributing them to bad luck or some other such indefinite malignancy, They rob God's arsenal of the weapons that He has to bring about conviction of sin and repentance. When bad things happen in in your life, in my life, we need to read them correctly. We need to give God His his due. We need to let His displeasure displeasure with us us be be an evidence. That's his of hatred of our sin. Joseph's, brother Joseph's made brothers the right made connection. the right connection. They were better they men, were for better men God, for. God has done this to God us because, of, to of, what us because of what we have done to our younger brother. Our younger brother. In other words, they're saying, In other words, God, they're saying is God is treating us justly. It's taken, years, it's taken 20 years, but we didn't get away with it. But we didn't get away with it. Boy, I wish more people would think this way. Would think this way. So that's the first credible chain. So the, the second credible chain is that Joseph's, 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 Joseph's brothers bore up under false accusations when they knew they were, innocent. They knew they were innocent. Joseph Stewart ran out and overtook them. Ran out and overtook and them as they were Egypt, heading home from Egypt with this accusation why this accusation, have you repaid good with evil good with isn't this the cup of my master drinks from and also, and also for divination this is a wicked thing that you have done and the brothers say why does my Lord say such things far be it from your servants like to that. do anything like that We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found inside the 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 mouths of the sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold gold from your master's master's house? Verse 6 and following following of chapter 44. Wow, Wow. This this is good thinking. There was a time, though, when, time, though, same when these men no same men had no qualms about it. selling Joseph as a slave for 20 shekels of silver to the Midianite traders. Remember that, chapter 37, that, verse showing 29, that showing that they valued much silver much more than the flesh, than than the flesh blood and blood of their own brother. Now. Now they are appalled that the governor of Egypt would send his steward to accuse them of pilfering his his own signature cup and and idol when they had been so graciously received by him in his own house. What has happened to their mercenary mercenary money-grubbing way of of self-satisfaction? Joseph's goal Joseph's was to discover his brothers, discover his become brothers had become men. honest men. Verse 19. He has tested this, he has a, tested number this a number of ways. Firstly, by verifying, Firstly, by verifying their claim that way back in the land of Canaan an was an aged father brother, and yet a younger brother, and they were all sons of that, of that same one man. Secondly, Secondly, by returning their money they used to buy grain for their their homestead in Canaan, not once, but twice to see if they they would keep it and say say nothing, nothing, which they didn't do. In fact, they couldn't wait to set the record straight. straight, Verse 20 20 20 of chapter 43, saying to the steward, Please, please sir, we came down here the first time to buy food. But at the place where we but stopped, the where we stopped, stopped we for the night, sacks, we opened our is, sacks and each of us found his found silver, land, the exact the weight the in so the mouth of his sack. So we brought us. it back with us. We have, we have also brought additional silver with us to buy food. To buy food. We don't know who put we don't know our, who silver, put in our, our silver in our sacks. Wow, I think these are good arguments. When you think about it, when when you lust, think about for it money, lust for right money is right up there with lust for women, many men, but these brothers men, but these have brothers learned that all the learned that all the glitters is not gold. They have learned that the they love, have of, have gold that gold the love of money is a root of all gold. kinds of things evil and that some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 1 Timothy 6 chapter 4 verse 10 And so they're reasoning with the steward that's caught up with them and accusing them of being thieves they're reasoning with him and they're saying basically something like this you know what you're—you know what you're accusing of us, us of. Us, of Just—it's not ringing true. And, 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 and here's why. If we were thieves, if we were thieves, would we have returned, would we have returned the cash money, the that, cash we money that we found in our sacks trip? from the first trip? Would that be the would case? Be and be was. Done twice. Well, that was a good thing, well, for, the a good thing for the steward to, to think about. When logic and sound, when logic arguments, and sound arguments of defense failed to confirm failed their, to confirm their, their stealing, innocence in stealing Joseph's cup, he kept their promise. He what was their promise. was their promise? The steward said very well, the steward said very well let it be as you said whoever is found, whoever to, is have found yes, to have the cup, it the cup the stolen cup, the stolen cup will become my slave. will become my slave the rest of you will be free from blank verse 10 so so begins this procedure, begins this procedure. as each opened, his sack, as each opened his sack of grain they were shocked they were shocked, I think horrified, I think horrified that Joseph's silver that Joseph's cup, silver was, cup found was found in Benjamin's, sack. in Benjamin's sack. Even though they had no way, Even they had no to, prove way to prove their innocence, they responded to Joseph, they responded to Joseph well, what can we say to my Lord? What can we say? What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? Prove our innocence? God we has uncovered guilt. your servants killed. We are now my Lord's we slaves. Are my Lord's we, slaves. Are cells. we are cells and the one, was and the one who was found to have the cup. Verse 16 and five. Often, Often, brethren, both logic and, the truth, and the will truth, truth will fail to our prove innocence. our innocence in a matter. People will draw their own conclusions, People will draw their own conclusions right or wrong. They see and when they see or hear something sounds that sounds plausible, supportive of their evil, suspicions, of their evil suspicions, your, your suspicions, defense will, be, be, lost will be lost in the den. In Benjamin's case. In Benjamin's case, when his sack of grain was, was opened, along with all the others, there was Joseph's there was silver cup, beaming brightly in the Egyptian, Egyptian son. the Egyptian sun. What defense? What defense could be offered that would prove his innocence? People are ready to believe, ready to believe their, own their, their own eyes over a plausible explanation. explanation of how the God cup got in the, in the sack. I mean, if there is a plausible explanation. But Joseph's brothers, but Joseph's didn't, brothers have didn't have such all they could do, they could was, do was claim ignorance as they, ignorance had, done as they had done before from the first trip. From saying, the first trip, saying we don't know, we don't know. We'll put who our put sacks. our silver in our 32. sacks. Verse 22.
1: Now here they are. Now here
0: they are time, a second with time the with sack, their silver in the sacks. Joseph plus God Joseph's special cup is getting a little, getting a little old to, old to old say old to we say. don't know how it got there. You, can be innocent you know, you can be innocent of an accusation, but not able to prove it. But not able to prove it verse 16. So you just have to bite so you your lip and, and endure the consequences. This is a mark, is a mark of, a of a godly heart. Peter put it this way. Peter put it this way. If you're insulted if you're because, of the, because of, Christ, of the name of Christ, you are blessed. You are blessed for the spirit of glory, for the spirit of of glory and, rest and of God rests on suffer, you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer, as a murderer, or, a murderer or a thief or any other kind of, murderer, other kind of or criminal even or even as a meddler. However, however, if you suffer as a, if Christian, you suffer as a Christian, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Praise God that you bear that that name for it's time for judgment to begin begin with the family of God. And if it begins with us, us. what will the outcome be for those those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it's hard for the righteous to to be saved, what will become of the ungodly ungodly and the sinner? So So then, Those who suffer according, who suffer to, God's according to God's will should commit, should commit themselves, themselves to their faithful Creator and continue, continue, and continue to do good. 1 Peter 4, 14 through, 14 through 19. 19. What a wonderful text. Joseph's brothers, Joseph's brothers have changed. Have changed. No fighting. No fighting. No blaming one another. No, one no another. jumping all over Benjamin, no for, all over Benjamin. Benjamin for stealing silver the governor's silver cup. Yeah. They, just that, the they, they just settle into the realization that imprisonment or that worse, imprisonment or or worse awaits, them all, awaits them all and they are resigned to it. And they are resigned to it. That's, God's grace. That's God's grace. Only God can change, hearts, God can hearts, can. change hearts like Huh? Then we learned that in God's then kingdom, in God's kingdom when one of suffer, His disciples suffer, all suffer, all suffer willingly. willingly. The Apostle, Paul states the, the Apostle Paul states the principle: rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with, with those who mourn. Those who Romans, 12 mourn. 12 Romans twelve verse fifteen. Or when talking about the Church as a body, the the Apostle actually affirms, if one part suffers, suffers, every part suffers with it. it. If one is honored, every part rejoices rejoices with it. Now you are the body of of Christ, and each one of you is part part of of it. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 26 and 27. Joseph's brothers had Joseph's been under had been scrutiny, scrutiny by him for a, long, him for a long, long, long time. The final test was
1: the test placement of Joseph's, placement mom, of Joseph's special, own silver special
0: cup, silver cup in Benjamin, Benjamin Sack to see just how the family how the would family respond to the respond youngest, to the youngest being in trouble. Remember he too. Remember he too once. was young once. And thanks, and thanks to Jacob's favoritism, his brothers were extremely, brothers jealous. Were extremely jealous. And they happily they happily sold Joseph into, into, into just slavery to just you to get rid of him. You remember all of that? So the question comes So the question comes were they still slaves to that kind of jealousy? Fair question. It's a fair because question. because it's obvious, because from, Jacob's it's obvious from Jacob's discussion with him that when Benjamin was him, when born, Benjamin was Jacob, born, just, Jacob switched just switched his favoritism from Joseph, from to, from Joseph Benjamin. to Benjamin. He always went to this he went this, this younger, th- this younger son, son. In his affections and in his affections and his care. His care. Listen, to how, Jacob Listen to how Jacob digs in when his sons tell him sons tell that him the governor of Egypt governor has, of made, Egypt meeting has made meeting the Benjamin, Benjamin the quintessential proof of their, of their honesty. Here's what he said. Here's what he My said. My son will son not go will down, not there, go down with there with you. His brother, his brother is, dead. is dead. He's referring to Joseph. What he thinks is dead, and, he, and Benjamin, he, Benjamin, is the only, is one, the only left. one left. If harm comes to him, on the, journey, comes to him on the journey taking, that you you're taking, you will bring my gray head my down, down to the grave in sorrow. Wow! Did you know? Did you note that when Jacob said of Benjamin, he's the only one left. left. And he expressed concern that that something just might happen to him on the journey. He was once again ignoring all of his other sons in sons in preference to Benjamin. So things are right. So things are for right repeat, for a repeat a hatred of, of hatred and brothers. jealousy in the brothers. And this time towards Benjamin. And they have an easy, And they have an easy out. And they have an easy I mean, out. Governor I mean the Egypt. governor of Egypt his silver cup his silver was cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Benjamin sack. Just take hands off. Just take hands off. But the guilty ones suffer the, one the consequences. But they did not do that. But they did not do that. When brought before Joseph. When brought before said, Joseph, they said, what? What, what can we say? What can we say? How, we How can we prove our innocence? God has, God has uncovered your servants. Your servants. Plural, by the way. Plural, by the way. God has uncovered your God has uncovered guilt. your servants' guilt. We ourselves, we ourselves, and the one was the found, the one to, was have found to have the cup. Verse sixteen. Verse sixteen. You see, they don't. You see, they Benjamin. don't abandon Benjamin. They stick with him. They stick with him. If Benjamin has to suffer, has the thief, has to suffer as a thief, they will all suffer as, thieves, all with suffer as thieves with him. They don't look for a way, to save, a way to save their own necks Benjamin. at the expense of even Benjamin, even though the even stolen cup was found, Benjamin cup was found in along. Benjamin's sack alone. As far as they know, as far Benjamin as they know, is Benjamin is guilty. How else would the cup, How else would end, up the cup end up in his sack? But Joseph is not but done, is testing, not done these testing these men. He has one, more crucial, he has one more crucial test. It's all well and good that it's all the well brothers, and all willing the brothers come, are willing to become indentured to Joseph, servants to Joseph. There's comfort in unity comfort and safety and peace, and safety and peace in numbers. Joseph said, far be it said, from, be be said, be be it from to me to do such a thing that you, thing that that you want to do, that is to make them all slaves. Only the man who was found to have the cup, have the cup his his will become The rest, his of, his the rest of you go back to your father in 404, peace. 404, Chapter 44, verse 17. Oh boy, oh, boy, verse 17. Oh, boy, oh boy, now what? True concern and love True concern for, and love for compels another compels us to relinquish our own lives to our own save that of the other person. Before Judah, before Judah, before, Judah ever, left before Canaan, Judah ever left Canaan, with Benjamin, with Benjamin, he made this promise. He made Jacob this promise to Jacob, his father. Send the boy along with me, and we will go at once. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. Chapter 43, verse 8 and 9. Let me tell you, this is a change of heart in the brother. Now they are in Egypt, and Joseph's plan is to conscript Benjamin as his slave. The other brothers are all free to return home to Jacob back in Canaan. But from verse 18 and following, we learn that Judah stepped forward to speak to the governor on behalf of Benjamin, explaining that Benjamin was the son of their father in his old age, and that if he were not permitted to return to Jacob with the son, verse 31 Your servant will bring the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. And when Jacob sees that the boy isn't with them, he will die. May I say that uh, Judah is not being melodramatic here people do die of a grieving heart scientifically proven a study made in the Great Britain of 30,000 in their country that the risk of heart attack and stroke doubles in the first 30 days of bereavement over the loss of a loved one. Let me say that again. They did a study and they found that somebody that lost a loved one in death that within 30 days of bereavement 30,000 in their country showed that they also died within 30 days. Whoa, how could that happen? Judah tells us how it could happen. Verse 30, My father's life is closely bound up with the boy's life. That's how. I believe this was the case with Mr. Dudley when his wife Margaret died. At her funeral dinner, he was sitting next to me and he told me, Well, I will be joining her soon. I kind, kind of did a double take. Wayne, Wayne, what are you saying? No, he said, I, I, I will be joining her soon. I thought, is he talking about, is he going to harm himself in some way? So he can go to be with Margaret? Margaret? No, he just knew in his heart what would happen in his life. And in three weeks' time, Mr. Dudley was gone. How does that happen? People die of a broken heart. That's how it happens. They lose the will to live. So with Judah's understanding that Jacob was so vitally connected to Benjamin, look at what he does, verse thirty three, to Joseph the governor. Now then, please let your servant remain here in my as my lord as my lord's slave in place of the boy, and let the boy return with his brother. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come upon my father. Verse 33 and verse 34. Judah had pledged to Jacob, you remember. I myself will guarantee Benjamin's safety. You can hold me personally responsible. Verse 9. So this was not some empty platitude to calm Jacob's heart about releasing Benjamin to travel to Egypt with his brothers. No, Judah meant every word and what wonderful words they were. It's the language of real love. Judah was offering his life for Benjamin's. Years of servitude so that Benjamin could go free. A resolution that would not only Spare Benjamin's life, but Jacob, who would undoubtedly have died of a broken heart, if Benjamin was not returned to him safely. Jesus taught his disciples, greater love is no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, Because a servant doesn't know what his master's business is. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me. But I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit and fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. Love each other. You'll find that in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 13 and following. Well, the Apostle John was there that evening, listening to Jesus' explanation of love for one another. So in his first letter, this is what he wrote. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. 1 John 3.16 And our example is ever the sacrificial love of Christ for his people. Peter put it this way. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Paul, Romans 5, 8. Then Peter's words echo the same thought. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Here then is a model for Christian living. Live a life of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Ephesians 5, verse 2. Judah stood in the gap between Benjamin's imprisonment and his release. And he offered himself, saying, Please, let me remain here in Egypt as your slave in place of the boy." The hymn writer Robert Robinson worded it this way about Judah's descendant, the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the way he wrote. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed, His precious blood. That's sacrificial love. Judah had it for Benjamin. Judah's heir, Jesus Christ, had it for all of us. That day on Calvary's Mount, when he willingly went to the cross for his people. Lord, thank you for your word to us today, and we are humbled by it. We praise you and bless you for the truth that sacrificial love is possible and was expressed towards us through Jesus Christ through your own sacrificial gift of your own life. You have taught us to love one another in the same way. Greater love has no one than this, than one lay down his life for his friends. And we are the friends of God. Friends one with another. Friends in the faith. May we learn these truths. May our hearts be blessed. In the name of Jesus our Savior. Amen. Our closing hymn is from Trinity. Number 55. We're few in number, so I think we'll cancel service for tonight, and uh, likely next week, too, because next week's going to be uh, the holiday weekend, and uh, so we'll just play it by ear. But a lot of people are out today sick or away, and so I think we'll do that, and uh, you'll have the evening uh, to yourself. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word feeds our souls oh we thank you for the life of Joseph and what you did in and through him and a model to us and we see you even in Judah uh, his willingness to step in and give his life on behalf of Benjamin and we remember that Jesus Christ was from the tribe of Judah that he too stepped in And gave his life on behalf of us, his people. We bless thee for these lessons. We find the gospel in the Old Testament as well as in the New. And we praise you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.